Hello there, and welcome into another edition of B-Shape Daily. I'm Brendan Schaefer, joining you live from Jupiter, Florida, actually West Palm Beach, now that I'm back at the Airbnb, ready to break down another day at Cardinals Camp for you guys. And today, Wednesday, February 19th, was, of course, the PFP Tournament Championship Day, a tradition unlike any other. It's actually a tradition that began last season, Mike Schilt's first spring training as the Cardinals manager because he took over the job mid-season in 2018. So last year, to kind of put his own spin on things as the manager of the Cardinals in spring camp, he instituted the PFP Championship or the Pitcher Fundamental Championship, uh, which included this season bunting. I don't believe bunting was a drill that was in last year's tournament. And so you could make the argument that last year's was strictly PFP, pitchers fielding practice. I'm not sure if there were any hitting elements into last year's contest, but this year's contest did have the bunting element, and in fact it was the element, the drill used as the championship round between the two teams in the final, which was Andrew Miller's team, and luckily for me, you're not rooting in any one direction as a member of the media, but certainly today I was kind of hoping to see something interesting happen for John Brebbia's team, as that was the team I decided to follow around throughout the day, throughout every drill, every station they went to. I said, you know what? Something's bound to happen with John Brebbia around. And not to mention the storyline involving his second round draft pick, Daniel Ponce de Leon, searching for redemption after failing in the final last season against Team Wainwright, Daniel Ponce de Leon. I believe it was last year they had ground balls as the final round and all the players, the position players done with their work for the day, gathered around on the the main field where they held the final round and watched as their teammates competed and, you know, the coaches just hit ground balls to them. This year, the final round, while ground ball was was still included in, in, in an earlier preliminary round, the final round ended up being a bunting competition where they basically took machine-pitched baseballs and had to bunt them and move the runners over, get them in, things of that nature. And John Brebius' team, led by a redemptive performance from Daniel Ponce de Leon, ended up taking home the title this time around. So, an impressive performance there. What you guys really want to hear, though, I hope, is from John Brebbia, who uh, is always makes for a good quote if you're a member of the media, if you're, you're wanting uh, to spice up your story a little bit. Brebbia is fantastic for that. And fortunately, I had the recorder going when he was talking this afternoon after taking home the championship. And it was kind of interesting all day to listen to him because what he'd do at, at pretty much every station as he was talking to his teammates, uh, none of which, by the way, were on the 40-man roster besides Daniel Ponce de Leon and John Brebbia. Everybody else was a, a lower minor league pitcher that apparently Brebbia had the faith in. He said he didn't really have any uh, strategy for his draft, but uh, the group that he compiled was able to get it done, and so they they became champions. And what is really, uh, you know, I hope it's something they continue to do in future seasons. It's a fun day at camp. It's a little bit different from uh, the other days. It's still drills. It's still baseball. It's still the fundamentals that the, the pitchers need to be practicing uh, this time of year, but it's good that they're able to, to put a little bit of a competitive spin on it. And anytime you talk to Mike Shield about, you know, the competition in this spring camp, we, we, you know, we don't know who the, the cleanup hitter is going to be. We don't know who the starting left fielder is going to be. We don't necessarily know who the closer is going to be. So there's plenty of competition and, and competition for bench spots and things of that nature. 
Uh, but Schilt, by his very you know definition, wants competition to be uh, a main component of his camp, and so I think that's a big driving factor in instituting the PFP competition that uh, they held on Wednesday down in Jupiter. But I'm going to fire off some quotes for you because John Brebbia was Wednesday, as he always is, a hoot um, out there on the field. He was telling everybody, as they go to each station, he was telling everybody, you know, yeah, PFP is great, but we're here for the World Series. We're, we, you know, we want this to be a betterment for our fundamentals and make it so that because we practiced it here on, you know, a February morning in Jupiter, Florida, we're going to be able to accomplish it when the situation arises in October, in Game 6, Game 7 of the World Series, when we need to make the play. And that's why it was a hilarious kind of juxtaposition because Ponce de Leon, making it to the final last year, didn't win, missed a couple of ground balls as part of that, if I recall correctly, and so that uh, you know definitely gave him some hunger and some motivation to get back at it this year. And it was funny, Brebbia even referenced that when drafting him, he said, yeah, I think you you blew it in the finals last year, so come on over here, I'll pick you. Kind of giving him some trouble. But his motivation, Ponce de Leon's, was clearly at every turn to win. Talking to the judges, the coaches that were running the different drills, you know, the guys hitting them grounders, saying, hey, you're kind of hitting those a little bit too hard. Uh, you know, there was a drill where they had to do plays at the plate, and Ponce, there was some discrepancy over whether or not he had checked the runner properly based on where the runners were, and he would, you know, argue back basically and say, no, this was right because I would do this in this situation, and so, you know, didn't want to get a demerit. Basically, the way they determined who won is the team with the least amount of demerits, and so you received a demerit if you didn't properly complete the drill uh, you know, the way you needed to. And some of the drills, the execution was not the problem. Uh, that that was going to be easy no matter what. It was, did you check the runner? Did you verbalize and communicate with your teammate on where you were going to be? Did you call that you had to pop up? You know, things like that. And so Ponce de Leon locked in on everything. The details, wanting to make sure the scoring was, was fair and equitable and, and proper so that his team could have the most uh, advantageous position in that regard. Brebbia didn't as much care about uh, the scoring at certain points. The ragball game where uh, Brian Eversgird, the pitching coach, the bullpen pitching coach, would stand, you know, 20, 25 feet away, whatever it was. The pitchers are up against this wall that simulates the mound. Basically, they, they mock simulate their delivery, and then Eversgird hits a rocket at him, and they have to try to catch it. And normally, when you're doing this drill, as long as you knock it down, that's okay because you can scramble to the baseball, pick it up, throw to first in time to make the out. In this drill, though, you got knocked points if you didn't field it cleanly. And so Brebbia is sitting there saying, guys, it's okay. You didn't feel that one cleanly, but I don't care. That would still get the job done in a game. And Daniel Ponce was like, shut your mouth. This matters. And so it was, it was kind of funny to see how seriously – the guys took it, but you know, Brebbia wanted to win too. You saw in the videos I posted at B Schaefer 12 on Twitter, uh, clearly when they found out that, uh, they had advanced to the final round and Mac Maddox, you know, said, you want to be home team or visiting team. And so that was kind of their cue that they had advanced to the next round. And so the celebration, uh, a little bit of celebration began there. And Brebbia said backs against the wall, baby. We want the, uh, we want to be the visitors. And so at every turn, Brebbia chose the, the what he termed the uh, the path of most resistance. But in the end, it was uh, it was enough to get it done for his team today. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, you know, just funny to hear Brebbia, too, talking about, in reference to, it's okay if you miss one as long as it would be a play you would still make in the game because we're here for the World Series. And he asked, do you guys know what the playoff shares is for a PFP competition? The playoff shares, it's zero. We're here for the World Series. And that's kind of how he said that. Um, I, I would post that audio, but I don't know if it was as clean as uh, some of the other ones that I did from inside the clubhouse. So we'll get to the audio from Brevia in the clubhouse, and I'll just kind of rapid fire introduce these clips and let you know what he had to say after the fact. Uh, first of all, just describing his mentality today. I referenced it a little bit already. Yes, he wanted to win the PFP competition, but more so than anything, this was you know just another day of trying to prepare his Cardinals teammates to potentially win a World Series this year. That's what he wants. And so here's what John Brebbia had to say about that with, of course, a little bit of Brebbia pizzazz as he brings to everything he says and does. We want the rest and we want the challenge. It's real cool to come out here and take it easy, field our ground balls. It's way cooler to stop a hot shot in game six or seven, pick the ball up, throw the guy out, celebrate, pop. That's a lot more fun. So we aim for that. You know, you got to love the sound effects there from John Brebbia describing what the champagne pop would sound like if the Cardinals were to win the World Series. And so that's what he was after today, but certainly uh, was excited about the the victory. Daniel Pasquale to me, looked more relieved than anything about the victory. And Brebbia, after the event in the clubhouse, had some positive words to say about Pasquale when asked for an MVP in today's competition he started talking about Ponce, who carried the victory home for his team. Man, I thought the performance that stood out, Ponce de Leon, uh, he was in the championship last year, and they did not win the championship. To watch him attack each station like he did today and carry this team to a championship was impressive. So coming through in the clutch this time, the redemptive arc complete from Daniel Ponce de Leon. And I talked about all of this as well in my story today for KMOV. You can find that linked at my Twitter at bshafer12. You can find it linked on Facebook, facebook.com slash bshafer12. And I even believe I put it on Instagram, which I think is the same thing, bshafer12. But I don't really use Instagram. I'm trying to use it a little bit more in this uh, spring training so that I can get in the habit of things, uh, because I know that's that's basically what the kids like to use nowadays. I'm still getting uh, used to it, working on it, so give me some time with that. But the conversation shifted in a humorous way in the Cardinals clubhouse with John Brebbia after today's practice when he was asked about why he had his jersey tucked in so tightly to his pants today out there on the field because Daniel Ponce de Leon, in the midst of the celebration, was trying to go Nick Punto on Brebbia and... and you know, take his shirt off, do the shredder thing. And, of course, as we recall in, in recent news around Major League Baseball, Jose Altuve uh, has come up with a variety of different reasons that he did not want his shirt taken off, removed from his chest, back when he hit the walk-off home run off Roldis Chapman to advance the Astros to the World Series. That was an ALCS winning walk-off home run. And, of course... There's been the accusations and the rumors that he was wearing some kind of buzzer device under his jersey that uh, allowed him to know what pitches were coming. 
And so that's the reason that he didn't want his uh, uniform removed. He's come out and said his wife didn't want him to do it. And then Carlos Correa, the rumor was it was a bad tattoo that he was trying to keep covered up. And so uh, earlier this week, uh, right here in West Palm Beach, where the Astros do their spring training, Altuve made a big point of walking over where all the media were, taking his shirt off, turning around, doing a little twirl so they could see the, uh, the tattoo before he put on another shirt and walked out of the room, uh, knowing that everybody would tweet about that and talk about that. And so that somehow in his mind, I guess, proves that uh, he wasn't wearing a buzzer during the ALCS. I don't know that there's anything definitive about that. And if you ask me at this point in time, I'd say that he probably was because uh, I, I think there, you know, where there's smoke, there's been fire on this kind of thing. And I know that's kind of conspiracy theory hasn't been proven necessarily, but in my opinion, he probably was wearing a buzzer. I think Bregman probably had a buzzer too. Um, you know, it's going to be a crazy season 2020 for the Astros. We've had people banging trash cans already at their, uh, their spring camp have to be removed by security. Uh, speculation on whether or not these guys will be hit by a lot of pitches when the regular season gets going. Jack Flaherty intimated that could potentially be something he would do, uh, if facing the Astros later this spring, which to me would be a uh, alarm that would go off in the Cardinals head to be like okay let's make sure Jack Flaherty does not face the Astros at any time in this spring but it's certainly going to be an interesting season for the Astros but in the case of John Brebbia on Wednesday the question was asked was it a tattoo that you were covering up why uh why the jersey so tight when Ponce tried to remove it here's what Brebbia had to say about that situation pretty funny stuff <laughs> no I don't have any embarrassing tattoos or whatever other uh there was, there Whatever some, other reasons there are, right, there I, I'm not having the shredder any. is why I'm asking. Right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I just, I got a bad body and it's real white, and this is South Florida, so we'll just keep it under wraps. And so there you have it from John Brebbia. He wasn't hiding a tattoo; he was just hiding the pasty skin underneath his uniform, and that's why it was tucked so tight that Ponce was not able to get it off. Want to make sure I give credit to the rest of Team Brebbia. I've talked a lot about. Uh, Ponce de Leon and Brebbia himself. The remainder of the roster, Evan Kruzinski, Seth Elledge, Brian Dobzanski, and Ramon Santos. Santos definitely played a big role in what was actually a comeback victory for Team Brebbia against uh, the team led by Andrew Miller, Team Miller, in the final bunting competition. Uh, They based it on how many runs you would score. So if you did a successful bunt, you'd get a guy to first base. But then it became situational after that where you had to get the the, the runner from first to second, then advance from second to third, and then it was a squeeze bunt. And so Mike Maddox was feeding the balls into the pitching machine. And if he decided that your bunt you know, was not going to accomplish whatever specific task you needed to, to get done at that moment in time based on where the base runner was, then he would call it an out uh, rather than a successful bunt attempt even if it was in fair territory if it was hit a little bit too hard and wouldn't have got the the squeeze play done or the runner to second whatever the case was you know if it was bounced bounced right back at the pitcher with a high rate of velocity uh, he reserved the right to call you out and so Ramon Santos I was watching this team the whole time the bunting drill was the last one they did in the preliminary rounds which you could argue would have been an advantage for him but uh, Santos, they each, everybody got a practice round when they got over to the bunting station. And I don't think Santos got one of them down during his practice round. But after that, they kind of gave him a pep talk and he was locked in. And uh, so then when it advanced to the finals, Andrew Miller's team has scored a couple of runs. Santos misses his first. I don't even know if he got wood on it 
or if he fouled it back or what he did, but it wasn't a, a very graceful attempt. And so then everybody watching, because the whole team is watching, there's like 71 or so guys in camp. Everybody is along the third baseline. Santos comes back up to bat for his second try, or, or his try after missing the, the previous bunt, and they start kind of ooing and aahing. The, the, the noise is ratcheted up. The pressure's on, and he nails it, which starts off a chain reaction where I, I guess the whole team, Brebbia, batted around. Santos comes up again, nails another one, and they end up taking the lead. Andrew Miller's team gets one more shot at it. They're unable to reclaim the lead, and so that's how... Uh, team Brebbia ends up getting the win, and Brian Dubzanski was the Mr. Irrelevant. He was he. I heard him say out there, "I wasn't even picked," and so he, uh, you know, still contributed in a positive way for Team Brebbia as uh, the last guy that was uh, assigned to a team didn't even get selected by Brebbia. But the quote from Brebbia was fantastic. I gotta find it and have me play it for you here. Here was here was John Brebbia on being assigned. Brian Dubzanski rather than drafting him to his team because he was the last guy picked. He got placed on our team, and I wanted every bit of him. I wanted every every hair on his head. I wanted to be on our team, so that was good. I honestly don't know how I kept a, a reasonably straight face when John Brevia said that in the clubhouse this afternoon about his teammate Brian Dubzanski, who is a minor league pitcher for the Cardinals. Um, every hair on his head, he wanted to be a part of the team. So... It was good stuff. I got one more good quote from Brevia for you. It's basically what this show has turned into today because uh, it's what I wrote about so far. I'm still working on some other stories, but they had us out on the field so long today with this this PFP thing that by the time I got back into the uh, media room and finished up my story, I was like, I got to get out of here. I'm going to be doing the podcast super late today. And I would like to try to get maybe back to Rocco's Tacos for dinner. Haven't been there since last week, and their happy hour is pretty lit from 4 to 7. If you're ever in uh, Jupiter and you need a, a cheap, affordable place to eat, and you're only a couple of people because you got to sit at the bar, um, they should really be paying me for this, uh, this ad read I'm doing here. But anyway, that's probably where I'm going for dinner. Um, so I am going to play one more clip for you before I get out of here. And it was in regards to, with John Brebbia talking about what do you win? You know, they, they won this competition. They were the, the championship team. And it was either Team Wayno or Team Carlos that finished in last place because both teams had 38 demerits between the preliminary uh, preliminary rounds. And so they tied. But one of the one of the two, I believe, uh, what what was rumored to be the punishment for those guys and the reward for the winning team was valet service. The the losing team would have to drive the winning team around. And when told that that was a possibility, here's what John Brebbia had to say. Major, keep this in mind. Major League Baseball player, you know, making some good money. I know he's, he's, he's not an arbitration guy yet, but uh, established player on the St. Louis Cardinals. Here's what John Brebbia had to say about the idea that he would have some of his Cardinals teammates drive him around as his reward for winning the PFP contest today. I don't know if I've got it in me to have anyone else get in my car. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of mean. My AC broke. Um, air blows out of it, but it's, it's not cold air. So I'd feel really bad putting anyone in there. So now I guess I don't have to feel so bad that Major League Baseball player John Brebbia does not have uh, working cold air in his air conditioning in his car because neither do I, and I managed to live through a Texas summer without it. Uh, yeah, it'll blow air, but it's not exactly cold air. The heat works, 
but that doesn't really help me down here in Florida. The heat is what I don't think I could go with uh, without, rather, in back in St. Louis. Um, without the heat, I would be pretty well screwed. But, you know, roll the windows down. You know, if, if Team Wayno, if Adam Wainwright's got to drive your car, Brebs, roll your windows down, tell him it's only a temporary thing. Uh, or maybe Wainwright can help you get it fixed. I don't know. But that's all I got for today for this episode of B-Shape Daily. I appreciate you guys for joining me. Uh, tomorrow, it's a little bit of a late start, I know, down at Cardinals Camp. Typically, the clubhouse is open in the morning from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. Tomorrow, it's 9 to 10 with Mike Schilt speaking at 11. But at noon, I'll be picking my wife up from the airport, so not sure exactly what the contents of tomorrow's podcast will be because it's a it's not a day off for me. I don't know if I'm even going to take any of those the three weeks that I'm down here in Jupiter. But uh, we'll figure out something to talk about on the podcast. Tomorrow might be a good day if you have a question you'd like me to cover. Uh, to go ahead and send me a DM on Twitter or post it in a voice message. I've still only got the one voice message. I would love to get more of them where you guys can record anything you want on the Anchor app or the website. I'll give it to you real slow. Anchor.fm slash bshafer12 slash message. And you, you can record yourself giving me a message. I'll play it on the show and talk about it at a future date. I'm going to keep bringing that up because I want people to do it. I think it'd be fun. Uh, but I appreciate the uh, those of you who are listening and uh, keeping up with the show on a daily basis. Uh, shoot me, let me know on Twitter. Send me a message or tweet at me. Say, "Hey, I'm listening, loving the podcast," uh, because that way I know it's not just me talking into a microphone into the void. People are actually hearing it. That would be great confirmation to know. Uh, so I appreciate you guys, though, if you're out there uh, listening. It's awesome. Awesome that you're doing that. I've enjoyed doing the show so far. Can't wait to keep it up when the regular season gets going. And as of Saturday, we'll have actual games to talk about uh, for next week's shows. So that will be a lot of fun as well. Follow the podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever the heck you get your podcasts. And we'll keep this thing rolling. This freight train is going to stay on the tracks, baby. All right. Until next time. Until tomorrow. I'm still going to do a show. Not sure what it's going to be about because i got to get to the airport so I won't be out on the fields for workouts. But we'll have something that I'll come up with for tomorrow's show. Until tomorrow, thank you. And this has been Be Shave Daily.